Want to attend the legendary Thrive Time Show Business Workshop for free? Subscribe on iTunes, leave an objective review, and send us confirmation at info at thrivetimeshow.com to claim your tickets. Want to live in a van down by the river? Come by and see us at our Riverwalk offices and we'll be able to make your dreams come true. You know, Z, I can't say we've had a whole lot of people reach out to us and say that they want to live in a van down by the river. I can't I can't begin to Really? Tell I thought you, there was a waiting list. I don't well, know. Well, there's people that have inferred it by, you know, they just kind of that, that look, ah, that, look yeah. that says, I want to live by that river in a van. But I think a lot of entrepreneurs, by default, are going to lose if they don't get this topic. A lot of uh, people who are running nonprofits and churches, you're going to end up shutting the church down, shutting down the ministry, shutting down the business if you don't get this next concept. And that concept is you have to know your break-even point and your goal achievement point. So, Z, I'm going to start with you, then I want to get Pastor Brian's take on this. If I'm listening right now and I run a church and I've just been choosing to turn a blind eye to what it costs for my organization to just break even, and then what it costs for me to achieve our goals. Why is this a common thing? Why, why am I somebody who, the average listener, I, and not our listeners, it's their friends. Of course. But according to Forbes, 9 out of 10 businesses fail. And when you peel it back and ask why did they fail, 9 out of 10 startups fail. 8 out of 10 businesses overall fail. And there's all sorts of research that shows people just aren't aware of the numbers. They're not aware of the math. And it's just not uh, possible for them to break even based on their current overhead. They just don't even know. You know, it is eye-opening when you sit down with the business owner and you do the math on the product or service that they have and they actually get it in their head what it really costs them to make the widget. Because you know they terrible number. That's a terrible number because they go, you know, I just thought I was buying the the you know the 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 goods to make it, but then you know, no, you gotta put in your rent. You got to put in your cable bill. You got to put in your You're Wi-Fi. You're so negative. You're so negative. My vision your is huge. Water, my my your vision is bigger than that. My vision employees. is my vision is fabulous. And so when you really break it down, some people are, are some people are losing money just in selling their product, and they they don't even realize it. You know what, Z? There's a lot of people though that they, they think the concept of even bringing up what it takes to break even is offensive and shows doubt in someone's vision. And I've seen this a lot, not oh, yeah. in the, not, and not in any of the churches that where Pastor Brian would know these guys. But I'm just telling you, I've seen people who are, are pastors of churches who will open up the church with a massive building in a small congregation. And, and it's kind of like the mindset of we're going to build our way to solvency. So Pastor Brian, walk me through. I know vision is important. Faith is important. How do you as a pastor juggle having faith and a vision to build the big church? Because you guys have moved into a great a great building there in Owensboro. How do you balance that with the practical side of mathematically, is it possible? Yeah, a lot of guys have great vision. And uh, you see a lot of people that had great vision with massive empty church buildings around the nation now. Because they think the building is the tool that's going to build the church. And if the church has mojo and it has momentum, a building can help at the right size at the right time. But that if you build it, they will come mentality does not work. And there's a lot of empty like cathedrals of faith out there because people didn't budget. So it's got to make sense. Having a great vision is awesome, but culture always eats vision for lunch. Vision is what I see myself doing. Culture is how I do life day to day. And so you got to build a culture, even with your finances, even with uh, your budgeting, your flow, what goes where that's going to work day to day because you win with the grind. You know, Paul Hood uh, with, with Hood CPAs, there's a notable quotable that I love from Jack Welch. It's probably my favorite. 
I love Jack Welch quotes, but this is my favorite one. Uh, Z, I would like to get your take on this too. I'm going to start with you, Paul. Sure. It says, you've got to eat while you dream. You've got to deliver on the short-range commitments while you develop a long-range strategy and vision to implement it. The success of doing both. Walking and chewing gum, if you will. Getting it done in the short range and delivering a long-range plan and executing on that. This is a guy who grew GE by 4,000%. What advice would you have for anybody out there that is running a large church? Okay, we're saying more than 500 members. And they're financially just barely making it year after year, week after week. How would you help this per- person dream big while eating? It, well, you know, Clay, uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, sorry, Dr. Z. What I would say is there's a, there is a massive difference, and I don't care if you're in a church or a business, of working in your business and working on your business. And we've all heard that business owners are working on your business. And you've got to do the day-to-day grind, make, produce, whatever, you know, vacuum if you're, if you're just getting started yourself. But then you got to step back and you got to plan. And I can tell you one of the best things that somebody can do is you got to have advisors. You got to have people, you got to have a business coach. You got to have a, a, a financial or, a, or an accounting advisor that actually understands money and understands how to process and, and, and do things. But you got to work on the business and then step back. You got to work in the business and step back and work on the business to plan long term. And Z, I was just talking with a, a client today, a great person today. And I'm talking to this gentleman and he's got a big vision, right, to do some massive things. But he also has big responsibilities because he's already built a massive thing. And so th- there's that balance of like, I, you know, because you when you started the auto auction, you already had an optometry clinic with uh, hundreds of employees, you know, and you also are building a massive auto auction that uh, when you started it, rumor has it, no customers were coming yet. So that's you had a, to manage vicious rumor. You had to manage the construction, the pouring of the concrete, the building of the lanes, all those things while also managing the other one. So for somebody out there who says, I get the concept, I understand this concept, what I'm struggling with is finding the time to work on my big vision, my big auto auction, my big book, my big whatever, but I also need to deliver on the short range, and you know, and they're not going to drop the ball, they're going to still deliver on the short range. How do you find the time to do that, my man? I'm going to give you the secret move. Oh, I'm ready. Here we go. Yes. I mean, do you really, can you handle the secret move? Yes, I love the secret move. Every time you tell me, it's so fabulous. Okay, here's the, here's the secret sauce. I think I'm going to whisper it, so I don't want, you know, just don't tell I mean, anybody. You, just, you hear this? You just this whisper is, in my this ear. This is a secret right for on. you and you alone listening right now, okay? Oh, he does this. Here's what you need to do. Yes. Okay. Walk into your living room. Oh, and I'm writing Mm-mm. this down right now. I write it down. Okay. Go to pick this. up the remote control to your TV. I pick up the remote. And turn that thing off. I turn it off. And just turn yes, it off. I turn it off. What button is that? It's on all the time. Welcome to Quickie Mart. I don't know. I how to turn, turn it off. If we'll take the batteries out, do something. Turn that thing off. The average American's watching over five hours of TV let's a say, day. Let's say that this person, who I don't know who it is, let's say this person already doesn't watch TV. Okay. Watch, but he apparently works out a lot. So what, okay, what he, would be the obviously, next step? He obviously, he heard my secret move. What would that be? Well the, <laughs> well, the thing is, everybody may have a TV in their life. It may not be TV. It may be something else that is occupying that time, that meta time that they should be using to develop, to think about, to plan, to strategize. I like to so be on the social be, media. I never it, watch the TV. I got to be honest with you. It, I just it, like to. It might be golfing. It might be oh, fishing, which are all fine activities. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, is you only have... Apparently, this is just math. Don't get upset, Clay. I'm very upset. Because the numbers get you upset. You only have 24 hours in the day. What? And you do have to sleep. You do have to eat. There are some basics you need to do throughout the day. I'm going to skip and sleep. But the majority of the hours, you get to decide 
what you get to do. And I think what, what's a good, what would you say? 90, 10, you know, 90% of the time you're working on and then 10, you're, I mean, I mean, 90, 9% you're grinding in and then 10%, five to 10% you're, you're dreaming, you're planning, you're, you're, you know, you well, look this, at the next thing, you know, I would just say this, uh, this is a, a powerful stat that someone should be thinking about. The, uh, psychology today says the average person is now getting 85 interruptions a day. Now, Pastor Brian pointed this out during one of his sermons. I was watching from uh, I was watching River City Church from the uh, from the confines of my living room, and you were talking about how when you grew up, distractions like if you wanted to watch adult content or you wanted to go uh, sneak on, a, on a, go basically kind of snoop and, and and sneak on and, and, and troll on on an ex girlfriend, look at photos, or you wanted to uh, be distracted with a video game. It used to be like you had to go to a store or go to a different room or you had to go somewhere, but now you're just, it's like just a phone away. Can you talk about that? Because this is a huge. I, I know I'm setting somebody free here, but talk to me about the because you you talked about the boundaries with the digital device and it was such a powerful message that I wanted to reference it here. Well, the the truth of the matter is back in the day, if you wanted to get in big trouble, you had to go to a location where the trouble was. Uh, I, I love, you know, I love going to Israel. I'll be going there again in November and I reference it all the time, but I've stood on the place where they say they think David, King David of Israel was looking down at Bathsheba Boo. and you stand there and you're kind of like, watch yourself because you can get yourself in trouble, right? right. That, that's what it speaks to me. But back then you had to be up on the hilltop to see Bathsheba but now Bathsheba and that's the lady who had an affair with David and br- helped bring a good portion of his life and his kingdom down uh now Bathsheba and trouble is in your pocket right it's digital it's right here I can access it no matter where I am uh, I could even be in the house with my wife walk to the next room bam I got trouble right there I have distraction right there now I'm talking about getting yourself in some sort of trouble like that but let's just take it not even in as a deviant of a turn but just time wasting, right? Uh, you can get on and start watching. I am a golfer and I love golf, but I could get on while I should be preparing a sermon, while I should be working on my workflow, while I should be getting things ready. Clay Clay rides me around sometimes, like uh, <laughs> we would say in the livestock industry, like a rented mule to get done my tasks. And instead of doing my tasks, I, I could be wasting time watching a golf tournament. I, I got to get down to what matters. You know, Paul Graham, if, all, if any of the listeners, and Chuck, I want to put this on the show notes here. Paul Graham is the uh, founder of Dropbox, Airbnb, Reddit. He says, I've never carried an iPhone, and here's why. Steve Jobs, who invented the iPhone, wouldn't allow them in his room because they're distractions. Uh, Naval Ravikant, who uh, helped fund Facebook, he says, I will not play on the hamster wheel that I created, Facebook. Wow. Those push notifications. So, see, I think that's a huge thing. I think that's like the new number one distraction. I think TV is like the one there's a lot of stats on, but I think the smartphone stats aren't out there quite a bit. I just know I can't get anything done with 85 distractions. Absolutely, and it's not the distractions. It's, it's what the distraction then leads you to. You know, oh, a Facebook post. Ooh. Ooh. So now, now I'm on Facebook for 10 minutes, you know. Oh, Ooh, oh yeah. Wow. Well, I'm on the clock, so I'm just going to steal this time from my boss. I disagree with that statement. I'm going to write my own comment right there. Come on now. But, uh, yeah, a lot of it, what it leads to, so turn off push notifications. There shouldn't be anything d- binging, dinging, and buzzing, and, uh, you know, you take control of that. You know, you when you're ready to look at emails, look at emails and deal with them. You know, when you're ready All to. All those sound effects, aren't those fun? One, two, 
ding, ding. And what you might want to do is just to schedule, I know this sounds crazy, but schedule a little bit of, uh, if, if social media is something you enjoy doing and you want to do it, you know, you, okay, you can't, you can't watch, you can't binge watch Netflix and do your Facebook and do your Insta Snapgram chat thing, you know, you can't do it all. Yeah, Dr. Z, basically what you're saying is, is you got to be deliberate. You got to be deliberate in life, whether it's exercise, whether it's your relationship with your family, or whether it's business. You have to be deliberate, and you have to plan those things out. One of the things that I did that Clay taught me to do is I had got had a lot of distractions from my staff, and I made oh. a lot of people mad. And so I would shut my door and say, "No more got a minute meetings, no more got a minute meetings." So I would schedule time in. So you've got to look and see where you spend your time, and and then be deliberate on when you do what. How do you, with Pastor Brian, you love your people, you love the congregation, and there's thousands of them. How do you set up boundaries? I mean, what, what do you, how do you do to, to keep yourself from being interrupted with those God a minute meetings from a thousand people? There uh, were a lot of life lessons in growing a church. We started that church, me and Jesse. Uh, now one campus is about a thousand people. We're leading another campus of a thousand people. So we had to learn how to change how we did ministry, right? Because at first you're just, please talk to me. I'll talk to you. Please like come me. On please over. come to my church. Just Have come coffee over. with me. I'd love to. And then after a while, you realize I'm going to die if I keep this up, right? <laughs> so you have to find a way to multiply yourself. And I think Jesus is the ultimate example on how to do that. He got 12 disciples and he trained them. And those 12 reached more. And now there are 2 billion of us on the planet of different faith flows that would say Jesus is Messiah. So I think you have to replicate yourself. And then you got, you got to have some, uh, it's an old term, but you got to have some gatekeepers in life, right? Because everybody is going to ask for you. Everybody is going to ask for you. You got to have gatekeepers. You got to set those boundaries, both digital and not. And we come back, we're going to talk about a spiritual concept here, Pastor Brian. We're talking about search engine optimization. Search engine optimization. Very spiritual. It's, it is the leading false god right now. It is this thing that Al Gore created called the Internet, Dr. Z. I'm excited. The Internet. We come back. How to get to the top of Google searches. Ba-boom. Do you need help growing your business? Take the challenge. The Thrive Time Business Coach Program will beat any marketing firm's prices by 50%. Schedule your free consultation today at thrivetimeshow.com. Yes, 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 and yes. Dr. Z, I am so excited that you are here, my friend. Your, your geographic proximity is ecstasy when it is next to me. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. And it's always great to be on the show. I know I don't, I don't catch everyone, so you know I'm busy and I've got stuff going on, but what? I know you hold down the fort. And you know, it was great. A year and a half ago when we started this, right. you know, we had the idea, the little dream, little whatever. You were so excited. It was so fun to see yes. you light up and go, I don't know you remember this, but you almost had a tear in your eye and you said, I this did. is exactly my life goal dream that I've always wanted to do. Since I was uh, 18, I told Vanessa when I was a freshman at Oral Roberts University, uh, she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, because I, I hadn't slept and I was wearing glasses inside the actual house, inside the, the class. I was wearing dark sunglasses. She goes, what are you doing? Because she knows, she knows I'm not into drugs or anything. And I said, I haven't slept in like a couple days, but I've been working on this radio show concept. And that is what this is. Absolutely. And so it, it was really fun. And I told you, what did I tell you? I said, hey, you just said, well, what, how how's this thing going to work? And I said, well, you're going to be on every day. Yes. And when I'm in town, 
I'll be on with you. And that's what's and fun. That's deal. And the thing is, you you, you bring in, uh, you, you run real companies. So you're a real entrepreneur. And you bring in real stories and real examples that the human mind uh, can handle. They're actually real. They're not, uh, they're not like you're talking on a professorial level in a way that doesn't make any sense. It's all applicable knowledge. And so this next knowledge I want to uh, talk about is search engine optimization. So we're going to start with a little, uh, we'll do a little game here. We're going to call it Who's Top in Google. So I'm going to do a Google search here. I'm pulling it up here, uh, pulling up on the, on the big screen. I'm going to do a search for Joplin Fitness. Now, Joplin Fitness, that'd be Joplin, Missouri. And there he is on the mic and on the screen. It's Kola Fitness. Charles Kola, how are you, sir? I am doing awesome. How much do you weigh today? About 260. And how, how tall are you? About six for three. Is that why you're top in Google? Yeah, no. So how did you get to be top in Google? How does that work? How do you get to be top in Google? Is it protein shakes? Is it uh, morphine? I, 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 I heard about this guy uh, called Clay Clark. Mm. And, uh, Sorry. A conference, a business conference. And so uh, I came. Actually, one of my really good friends, Paul Hood. Oh, yeah. he did, Paul Hood from he, Hood CPAs. Yeah. He told me to come down here and check it out. He says that you're a good guy and you know a lot of stuff. So I came down and went to the conference and got hooked up with the coaching program. But probably nobody uses, uh, you know, Google to find a gym. So we move on to another area here, Z. This is in churches. I know That's the fair. people who are That's going fair. to church, first off, they are spiritually minded people. So yes. there's nobody who's looking for a church that would ever use Google, right? The, the Google. Right. I mean, they would more look for they're a They're going to be led by the Spirit. Yeah, gonna, they would just go gonna, to a you know, parking lot. Right, and just kind of start spinning, and wherever they fall, the directions they probably go yeah. there. Just, where where does the Spirit lead me? This, why am I pointing to Waterburger? I guess I got to go there. I guess I'll go to Shoney's first, then I'll go, I'll go in. in. I guess they're preaching in Waterburger. Look, there's know. a church here. Yeah. Okay. No, but seriously, so if you do a Google search for uh, Owensboro Church, you see River City Church is top in Google. You also see that our turkey just came in the studio which Tom, is incredible. how you doing so, buddy Tom our, our mascot is in the studio so in all these industries whether it be churches or fitness you've got to be top of Google and to have a great radio show you have to have a turkey in the studio so yes you do Pastor Brian I want to ask you this when you <laughs> why did you a, look at me when you said that <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm sorry. sorry okay never mind Pastor Brian when you're growing your your church I'm sure that Google wasn't high on your priority list when you graduated from Oral Roberts University but how big of a role does it play now, the, the Internet? Oh, this thing called the Internet is getting bigger every day. And yeah. I just think it might take hold of our culture. Uh, when we started, listen, uh, Google wasn't wasn't in our in our world. We didn't think about it. But And something else is going to happen, right? Things are going to change every few years. And if we don't make adjustments, we'll be left in, in the dust. So, so it's been massive. And I, I look now, this weekend, uh, of course, Clay and the team have been helping drive us up on Google. Uh, right now, I think we came up number two on the map. There's right. a church that's been there forever, 60 years, so they get a preference with Google somehow. Yep. Yep. So there's some of those things you got to learn to overcome. But but now, this last week, I think at the Owensboro campus, we had 13 new families visiting, which would have been, probably you put the whole family together, you're talking uh, 50, 60 people visiting that the church so this weekend. That is so exciting. And I, I will tell you this, um, my wife and I uh, are really into church. Yep. And when I was introduced to you from Aaron Antis, who runs uh, Shaw Homes, I told my wife, I said, this guy is a guy I want to get behind. This guy, because you're like super sincere about helping people know Christ. And some of our listeners are super sincere about selling glasses. Some of our people are super sincere about selling fitness. You, you believe in what you're doing. So you want to help people see better. Absolutely. But they have to find your business. <sighs> they do. 
And so what would you, oh, yeah, that's I, right, want, they I, do. Want, I want to get your take, uh, your takes around the round table here. So are uh, they're on the rectangular table? Pastor Brian, if there's a minister out there who says, you know what? I don't have time to learn how Google works. What would you, you say to that person in, in, a, in a loving way? I would say you have to learn to play the game that wins now. And the game that wins now is the Google game. And you need somebody that can coach you and teach you and show you how this works. To be honest, I know uh, very just just headlines about Google and search engine optimization. That's why I'm connected to you, Clay, and your team, Thrive Time. Y'all have helped drive us up that list. Amen, brother. You give us what to do, and we we follow the path. Well, there's only four things you have to do to be top of Google. Okay, one is you have to have a website that's Google canonical compliant. It's laid out the way Google wants it. Two is that you have to have the most reviews. Right? Reviews from real people. Three, you have to have the most content. And four, you have to have the most mobile compliance. And what's so nice about working with Pastor Brian is he produces sermons every week, which can be transcribed. So he gets to be top as a default as a result of just transcribing his uh, conversations. Now, for a guy like uh, Charles, um, do you do you do sermons in the gym still? Are you still doing that? I mean, you're a I, Christian. But I was you... going to, but you know, I'm not that good at preaching. So for a guy like Charles, he has to write articles. Yes. And so uh, our team helps you with that. Giancarlo's great at getting video testimonials. But would you do these kinds of things by default if you didn't know what to do? I would not. So you, you got to be intentional about this. So see, I want to ask you, it's your optometry clinic. Would you run around asking people for Google reviews if it didn't matter? Uh, if No, if it didn't matter, I wouldn't. But I know it matters. And so, you know, we do. We have a system. We have a system in place, and um, you know, when you look at our offices here in town, we put the two together. We have four hundred and thirty, four hundred forty reviews. So, I think there's a lot of people out there that are fighting the concept of of getting content. They're just fighting. I don't want to write content. I don't want to do all that word writing. I don't want to get all those reviews. What would you say to somebody who's fighting the way the Google gravity works? Well, I, first, first things first. First things you have to understand that it is a problem. It is a thing. It's a thing. It, it is the, the way the game is played. I like how Pastor said that. It's You've got to understand, you know, first of all, figuring out a game is all get the rules down. Because once you get the rules down, then you can strategize. Oh, come on now. Then you can this get, is good. Then you get your moves done, right? So if you don't know it, it, enough to say, I don't even know. Ooh, wait a second. I don't even know the rules. You are a perfect person to come to one of our in-person workshops. You know, Pastor Brian, I don't think a lot of pastors know uh, about how Google works. If you had to speculate a percentage, what percentage of pastors do you think in your industry, <laughs> in your niche, know how Google works? I'm thinking uh, 3% of pastors <laughs> might have heard something about search engine optimization. What about Charles in well, your industry? I actually, well, I was going to follow up with that on the pastor side. My dad's a pastor, and he, gosh, I've been telling him a lot about the stuff that you guys have done for us, yeah. and he's highly impressed, and, and he's even tried to do a couple things, and so, you know, even him being a pastor for 30 years, very If your dad is thinking about opening a church in Owensboro, Kentucky, tell him don't get reviews, don't write content. <laughs> really, you don't even want to have a physical presence. You just want to be in the woods somewhere? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. But we want to help everybody grow their church and grow their organization. When we come back, we're going to talk about learning from best practice systems as opposed to learning from guesswork. Stay tuned.